Hey, Crystal. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm excited about today's topic. I am too. I am too. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the discard phase today. It's the third phase in the cycle. And then um, tomorrow's will be hoovering. But discard is very tricky. Um, and it's kind of intense. It can be the worst the worst phase of the abuse cycle. So tell me what you know about, about this. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Apparently my brain cannot multitask today. What did, what was that last part of that that you said? I said, tell me what you know, what you know about the discard phase. Oh, the discard phase. Um, so as we're, I was reading and we were reading earlier, um, so the discard phase is kind of something that plays parts throughout, I guess, the, it's like right after the honeymoon stage and everything, you know, just starts falling off the edge and you're just kind of slowly slipping down this hill of WTF is going on here. Um, mm -hmm. It's played out pretty, pretty randomly as more of a dis degrading you as much as they can possibly put you down. Like everything that they've done from the beginning of the love, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, to everything in between that is now they have nothing left to hurt you with because everything else you're just kind of numb to. So it's like, well, let me find something that's really hurtful to you. So instead of finding things that you are already insecure about, now it's everything in between those. No one's ever going to love you. I'm the best you'll ever have. And, oh, you're going to go find somebody else, but your kids are baggage and you have stretch marks. Good luck. No one's right. going to love you the way I loved you. No one's going to want you the way I want you. You wouldn't have all of this without me. They also like to play the victim during that, like, I can't believe you would do this to me. I can't believe you would do that to me. I thought you loved me um, and try to make you feel bad so that they can move on to hoovering, which we'll talk about tomorrow. But um, yeah, discard comes out when they realize that they've been exposed. So when they, when it clicks to them that you know what they're doing, that, that you're not falling for the bullshit anymore, this is when the discard happens. They, um, well, this part of it they'll do throughout the entire relationship, but they like to destroy like big holidays, events, um, stuff like that. So like for, for me, my narcissist was, would, we had weddings or birthday parties or my birthday or Christmas or any type of holiday that was a big deal. He would, um, make sure that it was just a disaster, you know? And then, and then blame it on me. Like, I can't believe you weren't ready to leave or whatever it was. This is why we're late because of you, because he was building up to, to discard me. And then at the end of that, it was a big blowout lie. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to post, post this all over Facebook, how horrible you are. I can't believe you. me. I can't believe you stole from me. And just, uh, just a huge lie so that it scares you into mm -hmm. giving in basically oh yeah mine was i'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna let everybody know you cheated i'm like oh that's that's funny because everybody already knows you cheated right 
last marriage that I had, but it was the first one that I had with the kids' dad. It was like, oh, well, I'm going to let everybody know that you. Right. And and they, speaking of that, they, they have what we call flying monkeys, which could be mutual friends or their family who you're close to, or even your friends who have gotten to know this person. Um, mm-hmm. his flying monkeys. So they'll smear your name. They'll do a smear campaign on you to other people so that it's yep. easier for you to want to stay by default so that they yep. can discard you. I mean, it, it's really like a mind fuck, but like, and it, none of it makes yeah. sense. But they will mm-hmm. use the flying monkeys to um, make themselves look like the victim so that they can let you, you know, make you go away, I guess. And then they will always have someone else lined up first this is part of um what we call it so when a narcissist or an, uh, any abuser i guess will have different people for different types of supply so you're their main type of their you're their main supply they get love from you they get um the mother role from you all of that. And then they might have someone else that's there to supply their ego. And then they might have someone else there that's to supply, you know, like financial help or whatever it is. So the harem closet is just full of people that they keep on the to supply them. And they will pick one of those people who's basically their quote unquote backup before they discard you so that that you can be replaced and they don't have to go any amount of time without having supply you know what i mean wow that's actually i didn't know that but yeah yeah um we should talk about the harem closet at some point in another um episode because that's that can get intense i found out about um my ex's harem closet like two this year or last year so it was two years after we had been split up but it's like dang that really makes sense because he talked to this person all the time and Mm -hmm. he would talk to Mm -hmm. this person all the time and they're the the specific people that they're getting specific needs and supply from you know yep yep and that's it's crazy because I didn't even you know I didn't think of my last one to be a cheater Mm -hmm. at all but I I definitely saw where he had time to do it and the means to do it. And then, you know, it's, it's so funny that you have somebody who doesn't think that you really pay attention to them or to their actions or to whatever. Right. But you can literally take somebody who is as faithful as can be, have them leave for two weeks, come back. And they're the same person that they were two weeks ago that they are today. Somebody who's cheating will leave for two weeks, go across seas or go to a different state or whatever to work or whatever. And they come back and they literally just can't keep their hands off of you for like five seconds. And they just want you. And it's like, you're just going, wow. Okay. Yay. But then when you're done with all of that, you're like, where'd that come from? Where, where did all of that love making building whole whatever the hell you want to call that where'd that come from and why because two weeks ago you didn't care 
three days ago when I called you and we talked, you didn't care. Now all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, why? why? Right. Yeah. And every time that person leaves and they come back from a trip or whatever like that, it, they do that. But they can go out to a different state, like they can go to Vegas with their friends. They can go to Florida with their friends. They can go wherever. They don't come home to you like that. Right. But it's just those certain places that they go that they know people. And you're like, but why? So, you know, I mean, and having somebody on the other end that you can confide in and talk to and you're laughing and giggling and you're doing all this stuff and they're feeding you full of shit and full of, Mm -hmm. you know, ammunition to use against that person. And, you know, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it because the person that he was talking to is not somebody that I would say he's necessarily with or whatever, Mm -hmm. or I would hope not. Maybe. I don't know, but it's a lawyer friend of his. And they were continually giggling and hoo-hawing and laughing and texting and emailing and laughing and calling each other and blah, 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 all the time. And this person, my ex really enjoyed this person's thought process, what he, what they liked, what he or she wanted, whatever. And it was like, who are you talking to? Oh, so-and-so. And I'm like, you don't even laugh at me like that. What, who, who are you? Right. You know, and I would call them out. I'd be like, why are you doing this? Why are you even, what is wrong? What, why? So that is something that, you know, in a later date we can discuss because there's so many other things that I have, even with the kids as dad and, you know, people around me that I've talked to that I've like, oh yeah, I've had that. I've had that before. So, but this one this one's definitely difficult because it is something, like I said, you do see throughout the entire relationship. Yeah. And, well, this and that's why is, it's part of the cycle. Because yeah. What, one of the signs that you're dealing with a narcissistic abuser or just an abuser in general is mm-hmm. constantly being on discard alert because basically you feel like you're always one wrong move away from being rejected or abandoned or whatever, but that's what keeps the cycle, you know? So yeah, like, it's like they get this trigger that you're onto them and you know what they're doing and they're exposed. So they start doing these big grandiose, grandiose moves um, of discard. And a lot of people think discard is like breaking up, which it can be, that's a form of it. But then that just puts you right back into the cycle because you already feel like you're one wrong move away. And so you're, you're walking on eggshells to try to keep the relationship together, you know? So then they'll discard you and then you apologize or, you know, you do whatever you can to keep it together because you don't want everyone to know or think that you're the abuser. And so it's, right. just, it's part of the cycle. And the final, if, if you do discard or if you get discarded for a final time, which normally the victim is going to have to be the one to end it completely because the narcissist will not, um, they won't allow themselves to be discarded, you know, and because they know that it, like, let's say you and I are in a relationship, Fallon, they know that like, if I discard you and you being the narcissist, (laughs) 
then you're going to be like, I can tell you, I'd be a good one. Yeah, she ended up with me, then then everyone's going to know me and I'm going to be outed. So I have to be the one to end it with her. You know what I mean? That's, that's the way they think. Like they've got to be the one to do it because they don't want to be outed to everybody else. It's a fucked up thing. It's like, it's like they want to make you think that they're leaving you and that you're crazy, but at the same time, they also want you to think that this is your only option and you have to stay. Right. Right. Yeah. Nope. And I think, you know, this one's a really sad one for me. The whole degrading. Mm -hmm. Like, I can call it discarding. I call it the biggest degrading amount. Like, I just, I don't even know. This one, this one just hurts because it is to your lowest point as though you can't be broken down any more than what you are. Right. You know, then the person that you're supposed to be giving all your love and attention to, you cook breakfast for, you make dinner for, you make their sandwiches, you do whatever because you don't want to piss them off, hurt their feelings or whatever. So now you're walking on complete eggshells. Right. And you're feeling like at any given time they could up and leave you. And the only thing that's left is just you because you you're not worth anything anymore. Right. Everything inside of you says that you're not of value. Yeah. You know, so I, it's, this one really, really gets me. And it's something that makes me kind of angry when I talk about it. Cause I'm like, I've been told this so many times that I'm never, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to amount to shit. Yeah. You've wasted your life away. You've wasted your time. Now you're too old, you know, and it's, I, whenever I met my ex, I really didn't feel like I was of value to him because I couldn't have kids. I couldn't have any more. Right. And I knew the one thing that he wanted was to have more. And I'm like, I fixed that problem a long time ago to be with somebody who didn't want me. Either one, they had their own or they didn't want any. And then last year when they turn 40, they're like, oh, I'm never going to have kids. I'm never going to do anything amount to anything. You know, and it's, I think that one's, this one's like the hardest thing because you hear it repetitively. Right. So I have something I want to read to you that, uh, that basically solidifies what you just said but it it says a narcissist will continually provoke with abusive names cut downs threats and accusations until you can't take any more push to the limits you respond back in anger which is also called reactive abuse not revealing what led to that point he plays the victim showing his friends and family and says see what i have to deal with oh yeah like video you you've done gone to your crazy point after months and months and months of being told you're crazy yeah crazy why are you acting so crazy why are you being so mean why are you being so hateful right well it wasn't this way when we met so clearly there's a reason why now all of a sudden i have problems yeah and that's and that is gaslighting telling you that you're crazy because you're thinking a certain way why would mm-hmm. you think that way? Look at you. You're the one who's abusing, not me. And and it's like, dang, we talked about the other day. It's like, dang, am I the crazy one? But this is all part of the discard because they 
they want to be able to show their friends and family and say, look, look what I'm dealing with. Right after they called you all kinds of names and and said all kinds of degrading shit to you, but not telling their friends and family about that part, just telling them how you reacted. Right. Right. So to mm-hmm. your to your, to your supposedly mutual friends that you're supposed to have together, they look at you like you're the crazy one. Right. And they're like, oh, I feel so sorry for him. Oh, I bet you do. I hope you do. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a confusing one um, to be in because at this point in your relationship, if when you get to this card phase, um, you know that you want to leave. And you know, but it, it almost is made to feel like you have unfinished business because you want to clean up your name. You know, like I need to prove to him that this isn't what, who I really am, or I need to prove to everybody else around us that that's not the way I am. So instead of leaving, because that's what the healthy thing to do is you say, because you, you want to clean up your name that is, is falsely confused anyway, you know, Are you still on? I'm here. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? I, it, yeah, I can okay. hear you now. I was like, oh, God, I can hear you. Hopefully, you didn't attach to my car. But I was like, I can hear oh, you. That's probably why. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it's it's confusing because you you know you're, you need to leave, and you know that's what the right thing and the healthy thing for yourself would be to do. But at the same time, you feel like, if I don't stay and, and clear my name with people with, around me, then, then I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to be successful in my life because all these people are going to think certain things about me, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's just it. You know, I've told for years to be quiet. Don't post anything on Facebook, which is, I get it. It's not a place for drama and family or whatever's going on. And, but here's my thing. When you have customers who are friends of yours, customers that you had prior to even doing anything with what we're doing right now, it's hard for me to stay quiet and not say, yeah. hey, I'm opening my own business again. I'm not, I am retiring from massage. I am retiring from the spa life because it's taking too much time and effort to find employees that don't want to work. So I'm going to solely yeah. rely on a tea shop that I have employees and it's doing great and I'm selling my Kratom online and I'm still making my skincare products and doing all the stuff that after two years was told it was a hobby and you should quit. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, but my hobby fed and took care of my kids for years before you fucking came along. Right. That hobby was a certification and license that I had to obtain in order to provide for my family. Your right. tea is a hobby. But that's the thing, Fallon. They know that. Like, they just don't want you to be more successful or um, do better or whatever it is. They don't want you to yep. be better than them. And they already know no. that you are. And so they have yep. to use the one thing 
that you know it's like your button you know what I mean this is Fallon's yep. button and I I know she's worked her ass off with this and I know she's good at it probably the best around but I'm going to use that one thing that's sensitive to her and make her feel like like it's not important like that you know she'll never get anywhere without me she needs me to do this you know yep <clears throat> So here's another thing I'll read to you. You just said it. And I thought it was weird that um, I read it this morning, but top things a narcissist will say about you when they discard you, you're crazy, abusive, toxic, drama, unhappy, and doomed to a life alone forever. So you nailed it on the head when you said, <laughs> when you said yeah. what you said, because these are all things that, that they'll say to try to make you feel like to basically discard you but at the same time keep you because they're breaking down your your brain you know they're breaking down your thoughts your emotions so that you feel like you're only going to get whatever you your needs are from them and at the same time they're calling you names and abusing you and making you feel crazy but it it's like a really fucked up cycle yeah yeah. Um, I've, I've praised you and I've, I've helped you and I've done this and I've done that. Oh yeah. You know what? Thank you for all of that. But in the meantime, you've done all of this other shit. Words hurt so much worse than fucking stones, dude. Those sticks. Right. But what have you really done for me? Like, this is the thing about a narcissist. They're so this grandiose. They think that they're God that like, they think they've done everything for you. Like my ex will tell anyone that he bought my house for me when he didn't even know I was right. buying a house. And my ex will tell you that I don't, I wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for him, which I don't remember exactly. him actually working solely by. Yeah. Yeah. you guys hear him i'm going to apologize ahead of time <laughs> can't um, maintain himself <laughs> probably one of my biggest most saddest parts of my life as a kid him walking around telling the kids, oh, you're never going to be anything but a burger flipper. And him saying, oh, well, I was just, oh, wow. I was trying to encourage him to do better. I'm like, so why don't you encourage them in other ways to do better? Instead of continually right. laying down. You know, coming from somebody who said, I want to be a counselor for children who don't have anybody. And they need that extra person to give them that uplifting feeling and to help, like, give, give them hope to be better people. Mm -hmm. Where did that person go? That, that person ended up giving the kids shrooms and, you know, pot and being like, oh, you're my smoking buddy. You can come out here on the patio and be my smoking buddy. We don't have anybody to smoke with. You know, I mean, that's. That's the kind of shit that I would have to deal with. So where did yeah. the guy go who wanted to go be 
that were in need of somebody to talk to and to help them. That was never him to begin with. So did that guy? But that's what I'm saying. Like, was that the guy that was the whole love bombing, make myself look good, be, oh, almighty, oh, my God, I bet you're just amazing. You're just this great person. And deep down, you're just the prisoner that was the piece of shit from the beginning? Right. Yes. Yep. I I mean... because I'm glad that you're my knight in shining armor wrapped in fucking tinfoil. Could you take it off so I can see what really lies underneath? Right. But they they won't. You have to like kind of have to do it for them, you know, in a way, in a weird mm-hmm. way. But they're so calculated about it that like every everything they do and everything they say is has a purpose. It's calculated. They, they plan to discard you at a time that causes the most hurt and pain. So like for you, yep. it, it involved your business and your passion. So in turn, it leaves you feeling worthless, unloved, insignificant, but that's exactly what they want you to feel. You know, yep. that's yep. exactly what their whole plan was to begin with. Yep. I mean, back in 2019, when he, screamed at everybody in that house over the balcony and was like get the fuck out of my house every single fucking one of you blah, blah, blah. And I could give you ever all of this and you would just make it go to shit what oh yeah oh yeah he kicked my mom he kicked my mom me my niece my nephew my ne- my niece's boyfriend like how embarrassing yeah and my kids. House, not our house. Oh, like, why are you eating? Oh, no, trust me. I do, because if not, right. Like, I always tell people, I'm not a violent person, but don't, don't push me. Don't fucking push me. Yeah. And then yeah. his wants to stand on the balcony and be like, don't, don't, don't talk to my boy like that. Bitch, he is 40 years old. And if that's, <laughs> you better get him under control, because you clearly fucked up somewhere. Yeah. Well, and it's sad, but it's true, because it starts in childhood. You know? Yeah. Yep. You know, his, he's like, you don't ever praise me on what I do. Oh, he said that in counseling, oh girl, God, I yes. lose my marbles. I said, you know oh, what? Yeah. I'm probably the only one in your life that has ever said, I am so fucking proud of you from going through your whole childhood being abused by your dad and shit on by your mom to prison to meeting you in North Dakota. You have turned your whole life around and I am so proud of you. Mm-hmm. I screamed at him in counseling and was bawling I couldn't even breathe I was like you know what you're not gonna sit here and make me the bad guy yeah and he's like I'm not the enemy that's what he used to tell me I'm not the enemy oh god but you're not but you're not the helper either yeah you're not my ally no my ex did that too he would be like you never you you never tell me that you're proud of me which is a blatant lie because I would say it all the time I would say you know you look good today or like just say things try to build them up you know but it was never enough it would always be 
well, I can't believe how, how, how much work I did today. And you didn't say anything about it. Or do you love me? Do you love me? Like always asking me things that I'm always telling him, you know, like it just, I would grab my face and I'd be like, I just said this to you. I just told you, you looked good and that I love you like an hour ago. And then he'd come back and he'd be like, but you think I'm ugly, but you don't, but you don't think I love, or that I don't think you love me because you never say it. And it's like, do you not even, do you not even hear? But they do, they know that you're saying it, but it's not enough. Constantly fishing for like compliments or um, anything to lift them up or make them feel. Hello, Crystal. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So we, uh, we kind of got kicked off yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I do apologize. We got an early disconnection on our last podcast, so we're going to do a second episode to that first one we did yesterday. Yeah, so we were talking about the discard, um, especially with the narcissist, but any any abuser, the discard can look like um, they're discarding you, or it can look like you are discarding them, um, but either way, the technical and like difficult phase of the cycle um because it, I, me personally i feel like the discard phase is like the most the biggest mind fuck really yeah and it messes with your head the most out of any of them um but you know you just have to realize that that's the phase that you're in and where to, what to do next you know what i mean right no absolutely yeah, discarding is definitely one of the ones that, you know, like I said in the first part of this, I didn't realize there were different steps to being abused. And this was <laughs> definitely one of the ones that I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like, I really yeah. wish I would have known. I mean, I went through years of counseling, but narcissism really wasn't a thing back then. It was more like maybe he's bipolar, maybe he has personality disorders, maybe he has this, maybe he's that. But then you think about, this thank god for tiktok right i guess um so you know you sit and listen to some of these people talk about their situations and you're just going oh my god that is what it is yeah and i know the last one that we're going to discuss is almost i'm my ex-husband now did not have these a lot of these symptoms but um my first my kids is dad yeah yeah so, is, is my probably my favorite one to talk about uh, as far as the cycle goes because it's just like blatantly obvious i mean you go through the love bombing phase and then you go through the devaluing phase and and those aren't as obvious and the discard is very obvious, but hoovering is such an easy way for them to get back into love bombing. And yeah. it's, just, it's just blatant. So like I posted this on our page, but um, there's a list of things that like different ways that a narcissist will hoover you. And basically what that is, is they're just trying to get you to come back, whether you do the discard or whether they do the discard 
they'll they're trying to get you back so they have um the cowardly way which is where they have a third party contact you their mom a mutual friend whoever um then they'll there's the backhanded way by just sending you a message or calling and saying how are you you know i've been missing you or um just proclamation epiphany and change which is a big one oh my god i'm gonna go quit drinking i've been thinking about everything you said and 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 i need to change and i promise you this and i promise you that and then there's the flip where they'll send you a message or call you and say did you call me when you you didn't call at all and they know that you didn't but it's their way of getting in right then there's the false concern i heard you were sick just get getting a foot in right Um, mental thinking of you on our anniversary or happy birthday or um you know this was the first day of our our first date or the day of our first date i'm you know and then there's the crisis i was in an accident my mom like for me my ex used every single one of these but the crisis one was a big one because everything was a big deal to him so the last time he hoovered me he said oh my gosh my mom and stepdad both have covid and i just don't know what to do and you know trying to basically it's a guilt trip trying to get you to feel sorry for them you know and then there's object which do you still have this of mine or i have your cds or i something that doesn't even matter i found your hair clips in my bathroom and I want to give them back to you. You know what I mean? Just little tiny ways. And I wonder if that works both ways. Because right now my situation is things are being kept from me. And I want them back. Yeah. Oh, I see. Like I want them back. Like I had to hound him every day this week. I want the four-wheeler. I want my dad's things that he was given to me i want those like those are mine i, I deserve your dad didn't give them to you and no, you he's doing it on purpose and so yeah and that's why i'm like i'm wondering like is this does that go both ways yeah well oh, so sickening like Ugh. my ex would keep things on purpose just so he could do that so he because he knew i would reach out and say hey i need this back you know? Right. And here's my thing with that. I would, I'm not the type of person to be like petty. Like it's a shirt, it's a pair of underwear, it's a sock, whatever, an earring or unless it has sentimental value, like what he has of my dad, those are heirlooms that get passed down to to his kids to whatever. And since my son has schizophrenia, they're going to be passed down to other grandsons. These are not just toys that I'm like, oh, well, you have my dad's um, Hot Wheels car. No, these are big. And I want them back. And he legally cannot have them. <laughs> um, and then the four-wheeler, I'm like, you have a dirt bike, dude. And why would you hold on to a dirt bike and a four-wheeler that neither one of them run? You have no desire to ever use. But I do. And yeah. we acquired this together. And I would like to actually have the four-wheelers so I can get up to things and get my stuff off my property. Yeah. So 
there's an understatement between like like you're saying like a hair clip or you left your bra over here or, oh hey I found a shirt or oh you know you I, I have some, a piece of your mail well what is the mail is it important is it a bill because I'm sure I already took care of it yeah yeah so my ex can you hear me okay yeah yeah I can hear you okay. are you okay I, hearing me I, yeah I had a call so I was hoping it didn't kick me off but um, okay because I'm trying so not to move guy. <laughs> What? Try not to move. Yeah. Wherever I've sat, my phone is where it's sitting. No, you're good. Um, for me, he used every single one of those, and I think it was like, well, I know that it was very calculated, like which um tactic he would use. Time. So, like over Christmas time, it was, oh, you know, it's Christmas. It's our first Christmas without each other. And by the way my mom and stepdad have COVID, you know? So like mm. using the right tactic at the right time to try to get a response. And the only way, the only way to get away from a narcissist or an abuser is going no contact. If you have kids yes. together, you, yeah. If you have kids together, you have to have um, a court order in place because you can't really go not, no contact that way. Well, you, you can always hire together, a mediator. Right. If you don't have kids together, you block them, change your number, whatever, get a restraining order, however you have to do it. But that's going to be the only way because it's been over two years since I've been with my narcissist and no, it's been almost three years now. And until I changed my number a few months ago, he was still hoovering me. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I don't have kids together with my ex. We have businesses together. And when I say it's like the hair clip or whatever, the hair loom, I, you know, I, I, I didn't even think about it. Like, no, Josh, you know, doesn't have any of these or whatever. No, he has a thumb over me. I'm running two businesses that do not belong to me. Right. That I thought that I was 50, 50 ownership of. I'm not. Um, so I'm over here making him money. Meanwhile, I'm over here, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, but I'm like, but we have businesses and you're off using the business's cards to buy whatever and have your new girlfriend who you get to take out on my company dime. Right. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I'm like, uh, I would like to make sure that my brakes get fixed on my car. I shouldn't have to ask him for that. I shouldn't have to ask him for anything. It's our business. But I can't get into the funds because his, our, supposed to be our attorney, is like his little fucking girlfriend who absolutely, oh, Joshua, hi, Joshua. Fucking oh God, I can't stand that bitch. <laughs> So not that, doing business names. I'm not naming any names. I'm just saying she's a high class attorney here in Colorado, and I fucking can't stand the bitch. I don't care how much how tight your hair is, I'll pull it all the fuck out. Wouldn't that be a conflict of interest? I mean, you know, I would think that you married. Can... So her and her husband own this accounting. They own it, uh... but she has a thing for Josh that I don't. I 
100% sure they've never done anything, but she just thinks that he just hung the moon. You know, all four businesses belong to Josh. That's what she told me. Wow. I said, the fuck they do? No, they do not. And I had to get my paperwork. Go ahead. That could also be a form of hoovering him, him like dangling a carrot basically is what yeah. it is with that's exactly what this is and i have a feeling <clears throat> that he is waiting for me to get tired of him dangling this fucking carrot and me going you know what i'm done yeah and walking away yeah i really really do and it is it's not hard to transfer the business into my name why it hasn't been done I have no idea. The money, however, being 50-50 or whatever, as much as I hate to see it, the two accounts, our main accounts, are dwindled down to almost nothing. Nothing. I can tell you why it hasn't been transferred into your name because then he hasn't. As long as you guys are still connected through the business, he has a reason to contact you if he wants or needs. But that's just it. He doesn't. I have to. And that's the shittiest. I would rather, like I told him in my email, I would rather lick the, t- the shit off my tires after running through a cow field than text <laughs> you or call you. So can you please figure this shit out? But that's why he does it, because he knows that you would have to contact him and he, that's what yeah. he wants. And then you know what I get called? I don't know why you're mm-hmm. acting all crazy. Wow. Yeah. Because I'm sick and tired of having to actually contact you. If you would just do the, it, it's easy. It's really easy. Colorado is actually one of. You cut out. Did you move? There you are. Okay. Sorry. Colorado is one of the easiest states to get into a divorce. I'm just mm-hmm. letting everybody know that if you have Colorado license and everything, um, because you can do everything on your own. Yes, you still have to file through the courts, which we've done. Yes, you still have to prove financial whatever, which we've done. However, when it comes to businesses, it's like me buying my business. When I go purchase a house, I'm dealing with the realtor and the buyer. Right. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. So I am so sorry. I keep getting phone calls in between. Um, I know. I'm like, well, I guess I couldn't use my laptop. So I do apologize. But I am trying to use my phone. And apparently people just don't understand. I can't. In between this, so <laughs> I do. I'm so sorry, um, but I just totally lost my train of thought because my brain just stopped. Oh, if you wanted to, you know, buy a house or whatever, you're dealing with the realtor and the buyer. So if you're selling right. a business, you're just buying the business. You go to the bank, you get the loan, you have to transfer the business, the sales, the taxes, everything into your name. It's. I'm like, this is so easy. I know this. But because he's not a business person and doesn't understand the paperwork, to him, he's like, it's just, I can't deal with this. 
Yeah. Well, then give me the attorney's information so I can talk with the attorney and we can get this done. He refuses to tell me who he's in contact with. Wow. Why? I'm yeah. going to have to eventually meet up with the person in the, anyway to sign paperwork. So why is it such a secret? Yeah, he's definitely doing that on purpose because this could have been done by now. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> What kind of uh, what kind of hoovering techniques did your kid's dad use? Oh my god! I remember a, a few episodes back I talked about where I had packed up the kids and I had left and I left Texas right. because he left me home alone for two weeks after somebody had knocked on the window. Right, and I left. Well, I went into hiding because. Every time that I had left before that, it was the, oh, my God, I just don't know how to live without you. You're everything that I've ever wanted, and I don't know what's wrong with me, and I've never been a dad before, and I've, I've never been a husband before, and I didn't have a dad growing up, and my dad made me do coke when I was, when I was 18, and ugh, like that, that kind of groveling at your feet and just hold, like, making. Playing into your guilt. Making me feel like I had lost my marbles and that yeah. I should have given him a chance and he's right. You know, all this stuff. And basically just pit playing into bad. your guilt. Yeah, made me feel bad. Yeah. You're you're the mother of my children and you're you're just so beautiful and oh my god, I just love you so much and blah 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 blah. That was at the beginning during the whole um you know, before the abuse started. And this was more like, I know you're using, I know you're doing drugs, but we're done. Yeah. And I would so just leave. He was just using like emotional triggers. Oh, yeah. 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 It was more emotional triggers. It was crazy that I never thought, never suspected him. Okay, so this is going to be our hoovering number three. Yes. Yes. So before I was cut off, which I do apologize, um, I was talking about hoovering with the kids' dad and my experience of what I had to deal with with that one. And he was really good at making himself cry. Um, talking about how horrible of an upbringing of childhood he had, how he didn't have a dad, he didn't know how to be a dad, and he knew nothing about being a husband. So, and that was all the time, all the time. How about you? How was yours? Crocodile tears are are something is something that most narcissists are experts at because they know that if you're an empath, which Normally, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about this in another episode, but normally narcissists seek out empaths. And so they, they make a, a good pair because empaths um, cater to people's feelings and emotions, you know, and narcissists don't have feelings and emotions. So it kind of fills that void. But anyway, 
profit on tears is a huge one because they know that if you're an empath, you're going to um, empathize with those emotions that they're quote unquote having. So right. for me, with my ex, it was it was every every one of those things on the list that I had talked about. So they like they would or he would um, message me out of nowhere. I'm thinking about you today or, um, oh my gosh, I just had a horrible day and, you know, this happened to me. <clears throat> Can you hear me okay? Yeah, it's just really scratchy on our end, so I'm not sure if it's going to be the whole podcast that way, if it's going to sound that way or not, but we, we are running on a time crunch, so I do apologize this one. I don't know whose fault this is, but we're just going to keep going with it. If you guys don't want to listen to this one because it's kind of like a broken TV, <laughs> I get yeah. it. We'll post some stuff on our Facebook page in regards to this one. But I do apologize. We're going to try to keep rolling with this one. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, he used a lot of those, every one of those um, tactics for me. And, and it's hard because, like I was saying, if you don't go not, no contact, nine times out of ten, you're, they're going to get you to respond. They're going to pull at whatever triggers that they know you have and you'll respond. Um, right. But that the hoovering allows them to go right back into the love bombing because it's, I'm so sorry, I'm going to quit drinking, I'm going to quit doing drugs, I'm going to stop working all the time or, you know, whatever, I'll make more time for you or whatever it is. I'm going to go to counseling. Right. I'll go to counseling. I'm going to counseling by myself for the 12-step program to become sober and I wasn't yeah. even the one doing anything <laughs> wow wow I learned a lot about addicts about addiction how it works and what to look for and signs and symptoms and it wasn't just alcoholism it was drugs and yeah. I could see an alcoholic coming from a mile away they don't even have to be drunk. Yeah. 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 But that lets them go right into love bombing because it's promising you everything. And oh, by the way, you're perfect. You're the only girl I want. Um, and that starts the cycle over, you know? Yep. Yep. Any, it's like the, it's like a fishing game mm -hmm. where, you know, I'm going to throw my lure out there. I'm going to reel you in really slow. I'm going to hook you. Make yep. sure I got you nice and hooked. And I'm going to reel you in again, nice and slow. And I'm going to hook you again. Just make sure I got you complete. Yeah. And then by the time they get you to shore, they're like, oh, I'm going to unhook you, let you go and bleed to death. Yeah. But yeah. literally, that's exactly <laughs> the analogy that I could only think of as a man would understand that is it like fishing. Yes, they literally let you bleed to death. I really like that because yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, and you know, it's the, that whole thing, don't bleed on those that didn't hurt you. It's hard for us as people, male or female, it's hard for us as people to put trust and faith into somebody else and ensure that they're not going to be the ones that do the same thing. Because like we said, there are genuine guys and ladies out there who will love you and be oh my God, you're my everything and you're everything that I've ever wanted. And, you know, 
I want to go here. I want to travel. I want to go here and do this and do that. And I'm, I'm really sorry that you had to go through all of this and I would never treat you that way. To the same thing four or five years later down the road. So it is very hard for us who's been in this relationship and seen this pattern before to go through another relationship and just be on guard. No, because, or cry out of randomness. We just cry. No, this can't be real. Am I just doing this to push him away? You know, how could somebody like that love me if I've, if I've been told for so long that I am just this, 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 right. You know, and maybe this is my, this is who I've been waiting for. Right. And, you know, somebody asked me not too long ago, why did you stay for so long? Well, sh- they're not assholes for nine years. Right. Yes, for the, however old they are, but they're not assholes. For nine years, they, over right. time, they become these degrading, demeaning, making you feel crazy and useless over time. Right. And one thing that I watched in that video, so Crystal sent me a video on narcissism, and it was about, and one of them was, you know, when they see somebody who has things, I had a house, I had a car, I had a job, I had kids, I had money, I had help with anything. It was nice to have somebody as a companion to go out and do stuff with. Yes, Josh had a job. Yes, Josh had money. I didn't want his money. You know, he moved in with me, he didn't pay rent, he didn't pay utilities, he didn't didn't ask him for a dime. Right. And so three months into it, and then he got aggravated. Oh well, you should have asked me earlier, right? And then once he started paying part of the rent and stuff, he was like, Well, I need to move my mom up here. Well, where's your mom gonna stay? Well, she can stay with us. Okay. She ended up staying with us for six months or something like that, three or four months. I don't know. And then when we moved out of my apartment and we were living in a house, he was like, oh, my brother needs to live up here. Well, where's your brother going to live? Well, can you stay with us? So I've taken care of his mom and his brother, helped them. He's helped them, got them jobs, everything. But I'm the shit end of the stick. Who's done nothing for their family, for his family. Nothing. Wow. That's the thing and shit that I get. Yeah. So when I get the email, you know, it's really hard after 10 years just to see this all go. And you're the one who let it go. Yeah. For the last That's two years, I treated you the same way you treated me. You didn't like it. Well, and that's the thing, Fallon, is like they, they treat you a certain way for so long and then you start to do it back and it's like a double standard. Like, yeah, oh, you can, you can dish it out, but you can't take it. Like, and then they get so offended because they're like, oh, you're disrespecting me. And, oh, I can't believe you talked to me like that. And it's like, I'm only going to, I'm only going to like cower down to you for so long before I bite back. Well, and here's the thing. 
I was, I'm a very understanding person. I am, I'm probably the one that's going to sit there and just take the, the lash and the lash and lash and let you, you know, I, I wanted to be the person that he would come to at the end of the work day. We both own businesses. We both work the businesses. So I wanted to be the one that I would, you know, he would come to. So that way if he had a bad day, I could be there for him. I wanted to be the per- I wanted him to be my person that if I was having a bad day, he would be there for me. And instead of being like supportive and understanding, he's like, well, you should just shut it down. You should just shut the spot down. You just, you just did it, did it, you know? And I mean, he didn't, he, he stopped having my back and being supportive of me in 2018. and you know I mean it was it was hard to see it over time and I'm like why are you kicking me out of my own business no I'm not well you are why are you what is going on here like I'm I don't know I don't know that we have meetings I don't know who you're talking to I don't know what we're doing and you just you just tell me that you're in a meeting and shut me out you don't include me in any of the zoom calls with the Kratom community or the AKA or any of the legislators because we're in this together. Right. This is not just a, a, a one man. Right. I'm still there. Are you still there? There you are. Yeah. Okay. So those of you that don't have a 5G phone, don't get one. (laughs) I will say this. The service, the cell reception on these phones, I've never, ever had the problem that I've had with my port. Like this, (laughs) this first 5G phone I've ever owned and I've had 4Gs forever and I've had more luck with a 4g than i ever have a 5g so i do apologize i'm ranting rant over well i was anyway. thinking maybe tomorrow we can uh sum up our series and talk about how to get out of the cycle how to break the cycle and, and do like, it what? safely yes yep. yeah yep because that we, we can uh, you always have to be able to break the cycle and otherwise you're just going to go through it over and over and over again until you get tired so yeah yeah i think that would be a good thing to talk about yeah we can definitely we can definitely do that yeah so you know i mean i've i've ran into a few people today that you know have been in narcissistic relationships or feel like they are the narcissist in the relationship which is really crazy that i actually have one of those in here in the mix. So they are going to listen to the podcast. Um, if we can help those kind of people too, cause I know it's a disorder and it's a mental thing that they deal with. Um, I'm all for helping them as well, especially if they're trying to better themselves. Um, well, I will say if, if you thinking that you're the narcissist is a symptom of being with one. So, I've done a lot of research on this and narcissists will never admit that they have something wrong with them. 
because they think. Well, she is younger. Um, I would suggest to her probably either see a therapist or there's a, a website. I can put a link in our on our page to take yep. a, like yep. a test to see if you are narcissistic. But this is something that I've seen a lot about. People think that like, oh man, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the one. But if you're actually a narcissist, you're not gonna you're not gonna check yourself like that. You well, know? and I I will say this. I actually read part of those or, or heard part of those um, TikToks you sent me, and I'm like, well, maybe I'm that. So yeah, even I've questioned myself. Yeah. And that's why I made it very clear, like you know, what he has of mine is not something small that I'm gonna be like whatever I need it back because I'm telling you if I can go to the store replace whatever the hell he has I will go I don't need I don't need to harass somebody over stupid shit I really don't need to my kids are irreplaceable materialistic shit I can I can replace I'm not worried about it so that's why I was like just to make it very clear <laughs> oh yeah no um, but yeah, I've gone through that too, where I'm, I'm thinking like, holy crap, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me, but mm -hmm. there is not very, there is not very many diagnosed narcissists because they don't think that anything's wrong with them. So they won't go to therapy. Only like 1% of people are actually diagnosed narcissists. And so, and, and we know there's way more than 1% of the population that is a narcissist. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Well, that's like saying 1% of the population is bipolar. Yeah. When we clearly know that's a lie. Right. They just, you know, just like narcissists, they believe that you are the issue and they're, they're they've done nothing wrong and you're going crazy. So, but yeah, no, um, that was one of, that was one of the things that came out and I was like, well, have you really been listening to this or do you, so the test on the Facebook page would be really great. Um, I'll even take it and I'll post my results. Um, if you guys know anybody that you think would benefit from listening to this, please share. Do know we have a Facebook page. It's Toxic Coffee on Facebook. Um, I still have to wait for the website to be up and going. I'm doing a lot more of editing. Um, designing websites takes a lot longer than people think. I'm not a so bear with me on that. And um, I will make sure the website once we have it up and going. Um, um Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm getting out of my mom's truck really quick. Um, do know that if, if you have any questions or you have any concerns or something that, you know, you want to reach out to, you have a story to tell. You feel like you're in one of these positions and you're like, oh, my God, I've been told a million times I should write a book. Call us. Call us. Let us know that you want to be a part of it. I have people that are going to listen to these podcasts now and be a part of our group. I mean, if this isn't just the Crystal and Fallon show, we're just sitting blah, blah, blah all day. So if you guys want to give us some input, if you think that, you know, you have answers or questions or anything for us outside of the narcissism and just abuse in general, it doesn't matter. If we can't help you, we will find somebody that can. 
just like yeah. Crystal said, you know, the link on the link on the page that she's going to leave to take a test. Um, I have counselors here in Colorado Springs that are more than willing to help. I have counselors on the Western Slope and the Southern part of Colorado that would be willing to help. Um, don't feel like you're in this alone. Right. I mean, we're, I did this. I, I started the podcast because I had once been told, oh my God, you're, you should write a book. And like I said at the beginning, I would have loved to. First of all, I don't write. Second of all, I really don't read. Well, I do. I can, but I don't. So don't get those confused. <laughs> don't get those confused. But I wanted to give a voice to those to let you know you're not alone. We are all in this together, just trying to make it work through life. Yes, absolutely. And Crystal was just so kind to be my little protege. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Crystal's actually a really good friend of mine. So it's been really nice to have her here with me. <laughs> but all right, guys, I think that's the end of this one. I'm sorry this is going to be in a three-step process. But I'm telling you, stick with your 4G. It's better that way. <laughs> All right, Crystal. Uh, well, talk about uh, breaking the cycle. So for now, I will talk to you later. All right. Sounds like a plan. You guys have a wonderful night, day, wherever you are. And we'll be back tomorrow. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right.